This is the MAGA gang. This is the MAGA crowd. I really mean it. All right, you guys, how is it going? We got a lot going on. Hold on one second. Gotta take a swig of this juicy wine. My co-host will not be with me today. Unfortunately, he's doing like a birthday thing, family related. So uh, we will be missing him today. Very unfortunate. However, uh, the news doesn't stop for anybody and I'm not going to stop the show for anybody. Um, I'm very committed to this and I can't wait to be doing a little bit more, uh, not a little bit, a lot more streaming for you guys. I got a bunch of content that I have ready to rock and roll. I'm almost done with my training, literally like a week and a half left. And it is just, I'm going to be so happy once I am done. It's going to open up more uh, opportunities for me to do more advanced, uh, more involved electrical work because uh, most of the stuff that I do right now is just uh you know uh, it's it's, uh, it's really simple uh you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fish in a little fish bowl and I'm ready to be set free uh so with that being said we are streaming this of course on D Live, Twitter, Trovo, YouTube and twitch.tv all the links are in the description and of course for those who want an audio-only experience. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Thanks to Anchor.fm, one of the sponsors of the show. They publish this podcast, this show, anywhere where podcasts exist. So we're going to just go ahead and dive right into this first story about uh, Tim Pool. Uh, slash Alex Jones, slash Kanye West. Uh, this is a big deal. Uh, and, and people are still talking about it. It is still relevant. And I'm kind of last on the scene here. Everybody's been just going on and on and on about uh, Kanye West meeting up with Alex Jones, talking about all kinds of silly stuff. And I got my own opinions about it. And I, oh, yeah, I can't even read this full story, but I guess it's not really that important. I'm not really going to go over everything. Um, in this Rolling Stones article, but uh, I just want to give some of my thoughts really quick without even uh, diving into the, the boring nuances of, uh, of of these past two high-profile interviews, but uh, I, I think what Kanye is doing is more harmful than, than anything else. Um, I'm not impressed by it. Uh, I don't think it's funny, uh, and, and I got a dark sense of humor. Like, uh, I'm, I'm down to laugh. I'm down for what's funny. Uh, multiple times... Or, or, you know, various times throughout uh, making content here, I, I've praised people and, and gave kudos to people like Nicholas J. Fuentes because he's legitimately funny. And I know he is joking. I don't know what Kanye West is up to. Um, but he, he wasn't funny on the podcast. He, he came off as, like, totally silly and ridiculous. And uh, I think it does a lot of harm. And, and it isn't because, like, oh, oh my racism or, oh, my anti-Semitism or anything like that. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced that he's anti-Semitic, despite the silly things that are coming out of his mouth. Uh, th this whole act, this whole routine, this whole shtick, whatever it is that he's doing, it it does come off as pretty shallow. And the, I just want to get this out of the way first. I got to take a fat L. Uh, 
because I made fun of. Uh, he has probably experienced psychosis. No, not likely. Uh, I'm gonna have to dispute that. Mojo's uh, mojo. Uh, also, hi everybody that's gonna be joining me uh, all throughout the internet. Uh, hold on one second. I gotta go ahead and uh, let people know that I'm going live on Twitter. Thank God for this Elgato stream deck. But yeah, one thing that I I want to make very clear because I again when I am wrong I'm wrong, and I made fun of Tim Pool because of his performance with Kanye West on the Tim Cast RL show, and I finally understand where Tim Pool was coming from. However. He was being a hypocrite. He was being kind of shady. I'll give him that. I'll, I'll give the people that. However, uh, not allowing that interview to go on the way that it was likely going to was probably one of the smartest decisions, one of the, the greatest things. Uh, yo, what's up, Balls Jr.? It was one of the greatest things that could have happened to Tim Pool uh, because it had what happened on Alex Jones happened on Tim Cass IRL. It would have been a disaster for Tim. It, the whole thing would just uh, it, it would uh, be overwhelming for Tim, in my opinion. So I'll definitely take the L on that. Uh, so I'm listening to, you know, I've listened, I've seen all the clips, and I, I see things that a lot of people don't really want to, uh, you know, fess up to. I see a lot of ass kissing on the right. Um, you know, a lot of uh, right wing clout chasers. Uh, some people that I don't even entirely agree with. Now I don't personally have any specific gripe against Anomaly. I think he's kind of a thin skinned bitch. And he likes to block people who offend him. And I see this guy going out of his way to brown nose Kanye West. And I, I understand the. I'll just. I'll put. I'll say this. N you're never going to hear me say I want Kanye West banned. I want him censored for his lawful speech. I want him canceled. I want his children removed from him, or even that he's not mentally well. Uh, I don't like the claims that 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 come from multiple people. Uh, on either side of the political aisle saying that Kanye West is not mentally well and that he needs help and there needs to be some sort of inter a medical intervention and, and, you know, he needs to be, you know, uh, brought to heal because of the statements that he's making. That's setting the stage to uh, bring real world harm to people who have uh, unpopular ideas or who say things that are out there, if you will. Um, and, and again, so him praising those evil spooky Nazis and saying the things that he said on the Alex Jones uh, show is, is apparently, uh, you know, reason to deprive him of his human rights and to send him off to some medical facility against his will because of statements that are perceived as insanely unpopular and inflammatory. So I don't and, and again, I'm not entirely convinced that this is somebody who is going through some sort of mental episode. I don't believe that. I don't think there's sufficient evidence to suggest that that is the case. Uh, but but he is here's how he's doing real world harm though. This is how he's legitimately doing real world harm to people like myself, um, and, and to other members of the so called conservative movement or the the political dissident movement. Um, when he goes on someone's show like Alex Jones, he goes on their show and he starts talking about spooky Nazis and and talking about Hortler. I, I can't say the real names because Twitter will uh, or YouTube will throw a bitch fit about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, he goes on and he talks about these individuals and he talks about the, the this, this military faction from the 1940s. And it, it, it trips people up. It scares people. And and then, of course, he, he, of course, comes off and looks unhinged. And then, of course, he has that ridiculous getup, that, that outfit of his. Um, and, and, and it legitimizes everything that the left has been saying for the past few years. They have been saying since, what, 2015, maybe even before that that the Nazi resurgence is among us. They're going to come down from their, their caves and the Appalachian Mountains, and they're, they're going to enslave all the BIPOCs, and they're going to harm the rainbow people, and they're going to do all these evil things. And I've always been saying that the, the Nazi 
hysteria, the anti-Nazi hysteria, the Antifa hysteria is manufactured. It's not real. It's bullshit. They, they inflame, they make up this, this, it's like, like crying about spooky Nazis is like crying about Bigfoot. Like it's just, it's not real. Uh, like people need to get a grip or even like individuals on the internet who like to debate or whine about uh, other people who like, um, you know, claim that the earth is flat. It's like, why do you give a shit? Like, it's not real. Like all that shit is a fake psyop, dude. It's a, it's a fed op for real. And I'm starting to believe that there's something more sinister going on in the background. So what happened immediately after Kanye West uh, went on this, this bullshit rant, made these unfunny jokes. And again, I'm all down for what's funny. What he was doing was not funny or entertaining to me at all uh, because I knew in the back of my mind that the media is going to seize upon this opportunity to smear and malign President Trump, people like myself, and other political dissident figures. So uh, let's just go to Twitter really quick because I want to show you something that I uh, ended up bookmarking. Let's see if I can find it. Um, let's see. Okay, so uh, Joe Brandon. This is Joe Brandon's response to this uh, colossal fuck-up. Uh, that's that's Kanye West is responsible for. I just want to make a few things clear. The uh, happened. I can't say the hollow. You know what a cost happened. Hortler was a demonic figure, and instead of giving it a platform, our political leaders should be calling out and rejecting anti-Semitism wherever it hides. Silence is complicity. Uh, yeah, the Netanyahu wasn't it. Yeah, no, it wasn't it, guys. It wasn't it. Uh, yeah. So again. Joe Brandon, Dork Brandon seizes or, or his handlers or whatever. They they seize on this opportunity to to beat up on us and and, and hijack whatever it is that uh fucking Kanye West was trying to do. Here's Nancy Pelosi. It's staggering that it needs repeating. Hortler and his Nazi regime are the embodiment of evil. Being a celebrity isn't a license to spew hatred. Every leader must condemn despicable anti-semitic rhetoric and always speak out against anti-semitism no matter no matter whatever form it takes so the the democratic party isn't wasting any time you guys they're not wasting any time talking uh talking about this issue seizing upon uh seizing upon the the results of this alex jones interview and 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 turning it on us uh and, and i just want to emphasize to everybody uh mostly the people on the right kanye west is not one of us this guy was never one of us at any point in time. Uh, this is an individual who was addicted to pornography. More specific, and he was proud of it too. He was very proud to announce of it. He was very proud of himself. I, I think it was on TMZ or, or some popular network. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, he was talking about his favorite uh, pornographic, uh, uh, you know, the category. Uh, let me see if I, I should have had it up on the mini display. I apologize, you guys. Give me one second. Uh, let's see, Connie was, um, uh, uh, interview, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel, actually. <sighs> Dude, I can't find it. Uh, I, I don't want to, like, have porn pop up. Uh, let me see. Oh, okay, here we go. I found a Reddit icon, or a Reddit link. Nope. Oh, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and put this on the mini display, you guys. So let's just go ahead and go over there really quick. Kanye West reveals his favorite Pornhub uh, category before getting free membership for life. Uh, Kanye West discusses his favorite uh, porn, oh, where's my cursor? Uh, Pornhub categories on Jimmy Kimmel Live. 
the rapper was responding to the host's question about his attitude to women in a wide-ranging interview. Wes uh, discussed everything from his kids to music. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me see. Without missing a beat, Kanye replied, nah. I, oh, my God. Yeah, oh, wow. Uh, nah, I still look at Pornhub, he states. A clearly surprised Jimmy Kimmel didn't shy away from a follow-up. What kind of stuff do you look at? What categories? Continuing to speak candidly, Kanye said that Blacked is his favorite before Jimmy Kimmel uh, gave Kanye an out to avoid mentioning anything more explicit. You don't have to go into that, the host said, adding, I mean, you can if you want. As it turned out, Kanye did want uh, pointing out, I mean, what's the point of being Kanye West if you can't? Let's uh, break down the porn categories. Uh, a lot of black on white, obviously, in my own reality, the rapper said. Well, it's not really his own reality, uh, given what you know Kim Kardashian looks like. Um, but there's more patterns to notice here in this situation, you guys. Uh, I, don't, I don't have, I'm not going to bother looking through every single example, but Kim Kardashian is on this crusade to release very violent criminals who look like Kanye West and whose victims are all white. Kyle Cooper, uh, I think it was like, what, Christopher, uh, Chris Reed or, or something Reed? Rodney Reed, I apologize, Rodney Reed, Santoya Brown. What do they all have in common? They viciously, brutally, sometimes, gr sometimes grape was involved. Those criminals, violent, convicted criminals, um, murdered white people. It wasn't just Kim Kardashian on this crusade. Kanye West was right along there with her, at her side. These people had the attention of President Trump, and they were pushing that bullshit Second Chance Act or whatever. Uh, so all this anti-white shit that we see from you know a lot of uh, the, the entertainment industry, uh, Kanye West was a part of that. And he's made no attempt to answer for the, for the, for the nonsense that he's been involved in. And of course, you know, there's a theme here. Dominating, punishing, harming whites. It's not just in his actions with Kim, his ex-wife, but it's also in the type of pornography that he consumes. And people want to praise Kanye West, especially cucks like Anomaly and all these other right-wing fruitcakes. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed by, by people defending him. Like, and again, I don't believe that he should be banned. I don't believe that he should be punished. I believe that his speech is lawful. And technically, he did nothing wrong. But am I going to go out of my way to defend Kanye West? Fuck no. Because I know exactly the kind of person that he is. One, he's told us. And his actions speak louder than words. Oh, goodness. And what's so sad, what's so sad is that there's so many conservatives... People that I like and respect, like, okay, like Anomaly's a cuck, right? The Anomaly, Legendary, whatever, who made one of the lamest pro-Trump songs, by the way. There's a guy that I like, Vincent James, who's unfortunately been banned pretty much everywhere except for the alternative tech platforms. I think he's still doing really well um, on alt tech, and, and I like him a lot. But people like Vincent James, who I consider to be relatively intelligent, they clinged on to Kanye West and this like fake Jesus routine that Kanye West was doing. And it was pretty bothersome that so many people can be fooled by it. Um, I saw right through it. I saw right through it from the very beginning. I don't give a fuck about Jesus is King. I think that album sucks. I heard, you know, I, I saw like uh, heard little clips of Donda or whatever it's called. I thought it sucked. Uh, I, I don't believe people are actually enjoying it. I don't know anybody in my life that actually likes his new music. And, uh, you know, people, people ate it up. They're like, oh, yeah, Jesus is king. 
and and I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, loneliness. Um, it sucks being a political dissident. It sucks being on the right. It sucks being conservative. Uh, it sometimes sucks being Christian because you have the 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 pedo you know what a files in Hollywood on this demoralization campaign aimed at people like myself, other people who are Christians or, or Catholic even. And, and, and it, and it sucks, man. I mean, it, it does wear you down. You know, it sucks being beat up by the press all the time. It, it, it hurts to see young conservative kids get harmed and, and beat up and, and, and smeared by CNN and all these other large fake news organizations like the Covington Catholic kids or, or like Kyle Rittenhouse, who I love and adore. Like it was hard. And, 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 you know, and just having these, you know, even supporting or voting for President Trump. I lost a lot of friends, man. I lost a lot of friends. And, you know, it didn't do me any favors going out of my way to support President Trump and to do this kind of content. But uh, I think it's important to speak honestly uh, about these issues. And I think it's important to show strength and to, to be honorable and, and, and not just to, like, say these things, but to be about it. You know, like, like listening to Kanye West is Jesus is King shit, like trying to own the libs. Like that's not being about it. That's just, it's bullshit. And, and I get why people cling on to someone like Kanye West. Cause he was like a lot, he is a larger than life figure. He was one of the most celebrated artists on the planet for the longest time, maybe in, in, in human history at this point, uh, you know, just breaking all these records. The guy just dominates the media and then he comes out and he, he's, he's like, He's speaking, you know, what he is saying about Jesus, what he's saying about Trump, what he's saying about like conservatives, etc. It's music to people like like uh, Vincent James's ears. And, and, and it's so and, and it's like it's like people are so desperate. People are so desperate to be like, oh, well, this this larger than life figure, this celebrity agrees with us. Isn't this great? And, and, and maybe it's like a coping mechanism to feel less lonely. And, and perhaps none of this stuff really affects me because I'm a fucking hipster. Like, I listen to bizarre music. I don't give a fuck who likes it. I think the less known the artist, the better, as long as it's good. Like, I like Gogo Bardello. They're, they're a gypsy punk rock group. And, uh, you know, if, if, like, you had, like, uh, you know, Ariana Grande featured in one of their albums, I'd be like, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. And I don't even like their politics, but their music is good and their shows are fun. And, and people need to just, like, be cool with the fact that the world is somewhat against us. They want to ex they want to harm white individuals. There is an attempt to replace European Americans. There, there is an attempt to destroy European or American heritage and just endlessly demoralize us. But the thing about how dire and awful all that is, is that there are really easy solutions to all of this as well. Stop giving people who hate you money. Like, uh, like I don't, I don't have Netflix. I don't pay for Amazon. I don't have any HBO, none of that shit. I don't pay a subscription to anything because I know what those companies are about. They hate people like me and I'm not going to give them money. And it just, it sucks to see, you know, smart political dissident uh, content creators who should know better willingly give these people money, willingly give these people or these companies attention. And they, and they don't learn. How are you going to defeat this thing if you're continuously feeding it? I need wine. It's fucking pathetic, man. People that I like and respect, and they and they want to call me a cuck, and they want to call me a shell because I don't want to come up here and spew hatred about any specific ethnic group. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. My experience with Jewish people is relatively positive. 
I have no ill will towards anybody, any group of people at all. And I see what people, uh, you know, people are clinging on to what Kanye is saying, and they're using that as an excuse to be fucking mean. And like, like there was this mass shooting, I think in 2019 or 2018, I don't, I don't remember. And it was like these like thugs, right? These like straight up thugs in an urban setting. I think it was in New York or something, somewhere on the East Coast. I'm forgetting the details. And they ended up shooting at this like this Jewish family, you know, these business owners. And, and like these guys weren't like controlling the media or doing anything evil. They, they were, and there was like in videos of these of this family. And it almost made me want to cry because it was so, you know, they let the, these, all these little black kids in the store. They're giving them like gifts and candy and stuff. And then they were killed. And then there was this video of, you know, all these people, and most of them were black, and they were saying some of the meanest shit about them. And uh, and I'm seeing a lot more of that on Twitter. And, and again, like, I'm down for what's funny. And I've seen some offensive jokes. I'm all about it. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of bad people are getting attracted to this. And they're getting the wrong idea. And I'm not convinced that Kanye's got like some genius scheme and, and he's gonna outplay the, the the libtards and you know he's gonna bring about change he's gonna expose you know the people who harmed him. And and it's like, look, he might have legitimate grievances. He might have been bullied by certain types of people. And again, I was blacklisted from Hollywood, but I don't believe the the people who you know did me wrong were the same as the ones who did Kanye wrong. Uh, anybody, most of the people in the industry are just dog shit. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is is a fucking terrible human being. He betrayed Uma Thurman, and he he knew what we the Weinstein brothers were up to. He didn't care. He was a fucking coward. Uh, and again, he's not part of the you know the the little hat mafia or whatever people want to call them. And uh, it's just it's just sad. Uh, I'm not about it, and that's not what I do here on this channel. And um, I, all I see is a lot of right wing grifters trying to cling on to Kanye's cock. And, uh, you know, ride that gravy train. Like, like, uh, let me see. Let's see if we can go find Anomalies uh, Twitter, Twitter shit really quick so I can make fun of him. And what a fucking tryhard he is. And then, of course, they set up... Like, they're still making Trump look bad. Let me see. Legendary something. I bet if I type in legendary, it'll come up. Yeah, Anomaly. And it's like, look, like, Anomaly, you know, he's got, like... You know, he seems like a nice guy and shit. But, like, dude, he's just so ridiculous. <sighs> Let's see. Do I really want to go through all this? Uh, if you listen to Elon's speech about human trials, curing paralysis, secondary feature, he doesn't care about. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't care. Where's all this like Kanye stuff, dude? He just constantly sucks this dude's dick. Ye on being called crazy, Kyrie Irving, and how the elites control society. What do you think? Uh, Ye says he thinks even George Soros has a redemption arc through Christ and that Laura Lima calls in line. What do you think? He just goes on and on. Yeah, dude, he wants to have, uh, you know, Kanye West come over so he can sit on his lap and talk about how, like, great his album and music is or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm not impressed by it, guys. I'm not impressed by it. Um, I think this is really stupid. And, uh, you know, and the Republican Party sucks. I mean, their response to this is fucking dumb. Uh, you know, because, like, like, like here, here's how I would... Uh, Never trust a Hollywood leftist who uh, uh, Johnny Arcade writes in. Um, never trust a Hollywood leftist who suddenly praises Hortler. It's a setup. Owen Benjamin being involved should be the wake up call. Yeah, man. The sad thing is, it's like I like Owen Benjamin, and I don't, dude. It's like, guys, this is obviously a trap. This is obviously a trap for anybody. And like, if I was, uh, you know, like running the RNC, I replace Ron and McDaniel. I'd be like, all right, we're going to strategize with, with the leadership, and we're going to say this. It's like, look, uh, his words were, you know, uh, obscene. 
we clearly don't support it, but we need to put something into focus here. Um, World War II ended a long time ago. We're over this. Nazis, the spooky Nazis, don't wield any political power whatsoever in this country. They're not in the schools. They're not on TV. Uh, they're not in the press. Uh, we, we have a relatively fair, free, safe society that we built here uh, for a long period of time. And we're really sick and tired of, of hearing about Nazis because the Democratic Party seizes upon the opportunity to talk about them any chance they get and innocent people get harmed. Kyle Rittenhouse, the Covington Catholic kids. Jesse Smollett tried to get in on that action. He faked his own ass whooping. And what does he do? He tries to turn around. He blames white people. He blames Trump. He blames MAGA. He blames Nazi resurgence. And, uh, you know, like, dude, go on the offense. Call these people out for what they are. The RNC is fucking weak. I need more wine. Tim Pool dodged the bullet, man. I gotta, you know, I was mocking Tim Pool. You know, we talked about Tim Pool last week on Saturday with my co-host Cheese. And, and I was just like, look, he didn't represent himself. He lied, you know, multiple times. And, like, I, I'm having a little bit more sympathy towards Tim. And Tim is not irredeemable. Uh, he, he, he's generally a brave dude. And he seems generous when he wants to be. And when he's an asshole, it seems more like a coping mechanism, more so than him being malicious. We can go on about that forever. But, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and dive into the second story because it kind of ties into some of the things that I've been saying about clinging on to people like Kanye West because you feel lonely, because you feel isolated. And you know what? Maybe you are lonely. And the same with me. Sometimes I feel lonely. Sometimes I do feel isolated. Luckily, I have, like, you know, like... 10 really, really close friends, which is probably more than most people, sadly enough. But, uh, you know, and it's just like somebody like Connie comes along and it's just like, well, this is it. This is all we got. Anyways, let's go ahead and dive into the second story. Uh, this is from uh, Darren Beatty, I believe. Very, very talented. Uh, what's his, what's I'm call it? <laughs> Journalist. And it, it's really about... Uh, Let's just dive into the article, guys. How Black Rifle Coffee used every trick in the book to fool conservatives. Now, keep in mind while I'm reading this and going through this, uh, <laughs> you know, like, think about what I said about Kanye West. The, the beginning just kind of, uh, you know, goes over, uh, let's see, uh, just lays down some, some background. Let's see, Black Rifle uh, actually hates populists and conservatives. In fact, it's willing to pay you to never be their customer again. So we all remember this, this part of the drama this part of the black rifle of, you know, uh, backlash. Uh, sometime in the last few months, the New York Times uh, asked Black Rifle Coffee if they'd be interested in an interview. As a proud uh, MAGA-backing coffee company, Black Rifle uh, could have uh, responded in several different ways. Ignore them. Deliver a terse statement. Ask for a list of questions and give brief, accurate answers. The Times is the enemy of the American people. F off. Instead, they give a glowing endorsement to the Democrats, essentially, and basically uh, say a lot of disparaging things about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and about, um, you know, uh, people who support Trump. Uh, so here's one of the quotes. Uh, the Rittenhouse episode may have cost the company thousands of customers, but Hafer believed it also allowed Black Rifle to draw a line in the sand. It's such a repugnant group of people, Hafer said. Hafer is one of the, the, the high-ranking officials at Black Rifle Coffee Company. 
it's like the worst American society. Uh, it's the worst of American society. And I got to flush the toilet of some of those people that kind of hijacked portions of the brand. Then again, what Haffer uh, insisted was a super clear delineation was not to clear to was not too clear to everyone as Munchell's choice of headgear vividly demonstrated the racism blank uh, really pisses me off. Haffer said, I hate racist, proud boyish people. Like I'll pay them to leave my customer customer base. I would gladly chop all of those people out of my blank customer database and pay them to get the blank out. Interesting. Uh, if people are going to talk about the J's. They should start with the Hasidic population. Just saying. Well, we're not going to get into that, uh, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> we're not going to get into that. All right. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay. So in other words, Hafer doesn't actually know anything about the Proud Boys. He's just, uh, yeah, yeah. So Hafer doesn't know anything that he's talking about. And then of course they go over the Michael, the the Saint Michael design that was removed because it would be like offensive to George Floyd's family or some nonsense. Oh, God, I can't even believe I'm it's coming out of my mouth, but it's true. Uh, let's see, because it gets really, really good at the bottom. Uh yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna start from up here because this is this is uh this is where it gets good. Uh in a sense, B Black Rifle Coffee Company is a fitting metaphor for the United States itself. Just like BRCC, the USA as an institution despises and trashes the people who actually love it. Meanwhile, the people it favors instead will never love the country or even care what happens to it. When the last American patriot finally gives up and peels the flag decal off his car. That will be it. Patriotism won't have shifted to the left. It will simply be dead. But there is a deeper and more important point to this entire episode, a point that transcends Black Rifle itself. The right must stop fetishizing every company that panders to them. And they must move on from their embarrassing worship of the modern American military. The entire episode will only happen because of how trivially uh, easy it is to pander to the American right. Black Rifle just slapped guns, camel, and the flag on whatever it could, added a dose of performative masculinity, want to prove you're manly, just say F a lot, and then raked in cash, exploiting the same demographic that likes to own the libs by buying overpriced Dr. Seuss books on eBay. A quote from Black Rifle's relatively new corporate America co-chief executive Tom Davin hints at a new strategy to completely abandon conservative America in favor of becoming yet another manly bacon man kitsch brand like Dollar Shave Club or Harry's Razor Blades. Or how about the Jeremy Boring uh, from the, the Daily Wire, those cucks. Uh, let's see, Tom Davin, a former executive at Taco Bell and Panda Express, who two years ago became Black Rifle's co-chief executive, says our customer is driving a tricked-out Ford F-150. It's blue-collar, above-average income, some college-educated, uh, college some self-made type uh, people. It's uh, people who shop at Walmart rather than Target. The, com the, the company's ads are indistinguishable from a parody that would appear in a Grand Theft Auto video game. Make a list of anything Reddit has considered manly over the past decade, and chances are BRCC has marketed it with bacon. Yep. Yeah, so this is, look at this embarrassing nonsense, you guys. Look at this embarrassing nonsense. All right, well, let's, we're almost done here. In many ways, the imagery that Black Rifle indulges is actively uh, harmful. <laughs> oh, hold on, that, was, that was awful. In many ways, the imagery that Black Rifle indulges is actively harmful. Male to female transsexuals famously have a cartoonish porn influence, stereotypical idea of what being a woman is like. That's why drag queens have such a garish, over-the-top look. 
BRCC ads evoke the same idea, but for men, their target demographic is, in sense, male-to-male transsexuals. <laughs> the ads reduce veterans uh, from citizen soldiers to pantomime of desperate masculinity, guys who need tattoos, whiskey, and 27 different guns to feel like real men. BRCC ads are supposed to trigger the snowflake liberals. But they'd be just as crass and ridiculous to a World War II veteran in 1946. Hear, hear. Many members of the military are heroic individuals, worthy of admiration and emulation. But many other members are not. And increasingly, the worship of the modern American armed forces serves to distract from how, ease, how wastefully American troops are used abroad and the sinister way the Pentagon is transforming America's security into a social science experiment. Kyle Rittenhouse is braver and more admirable than most of the soldiers conservatives are reflectively trained to worship. Absolutely. I don't care how offensive people say I am for stating that, but it's true. The average American soldier fights in conflicts that have either no bearing on American safety and well-being or a negative bearing on both. Rittenhouse, on the other hand, selflessly put himself in peril to protect his own community from rotting psychopaths. American troops are rewarded with college tuition, pensions, and affirmative action for millions of uh, for millions of federal jobs. Rittenhouse's reward for defending his fellow Americans is personal ruin, a potential lifelong prison uh, sentence, and uh, denunciations from cowards. If Black Rifle had an outlet in Kenosha, Kyle Rittenhouse would have risked his life to defend it. Isn't that sad? That is one hundred percent true. And Black Rifle Coffee and their cucked customers came out and said the most disgusting shit about Kyle. But Black Rifle won't even risk unpopularity to defend him. This is a company full of vets. They will not even risk unpopularity to defend him. So what should patriots do going forward? This is the important part. Well, if you like coffee, buy coffee. If you can give money to a company that shares your values or avoid giving money to one that hates them... Even better, but stop tethering your identity to specific corporations, or in my case, uh, what I referenced earlier was somebody like Kanye West, a celebrity. Uh, uh, yeah, don't tether your identity to a specific corporation or celebrity and stop being an easy lay for slick marketers who try to impress you by putting a gun on a coffee mug. Fundamentally, it is liberals who derive meaning from brand allegiance. In living life as contrived stereotypes, this is why they are so attached to identity politics, Americans of all political affiliations must adhere to something greater, family, traditional values, and enduring inherited institutions that don't treat them as marks from which to grift another dollar. And people uh, ask me, it's like, why are you so hard on Black Rifle Coffee Company? Why do you shit on, on, on people who are in the military or, or certain specific veterans? And uh, to that, I just want to make very clear. I look up to and admire a lot of veterans, not just in my life, but here on the platform. Mr. Guns and Gear and Paul Harrell come to mind. I openly defended these people, and I called for someone like Yankee Marshall to be banned for, for, for uh, defaming him and, and accusing him of a crime, which was stealing valor. Same with Caleb of Gun Nuts Media. I make no apologies for the videos that I've done. And I make no apologies for the statements that I made about uh, the military or this conservative cuckery from Black Raffle Coffee Company. If I'm going to choose between some douchebag veteran who thinks he's a lot cooler and knows best or someone like Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm going to choose Kyle Rittenhouse every time. And Kyle Rittenhouse is a thousand times braver than the majority of the people in the military. 
I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys. They're not the ones defending my freedom. They're the they're not the ones protecting me. The police do that. People like Kyle Rittenhouse did that. With that being said, I also want to make note of America's ever in trouble. I have no doubt in my mind that a lot of American troops are going to rise to the occasion and they're going to kick ass for this country and they're going to defend us. But we're not at that point yet. Let's get back to reality. The military is promoting trans rights, the rainbow agenda, woke cinema, drug use, all over the planet. More specifically, the Middle East. And they're trying to do that in Eastern Europe. It's one of the reasons why uh, Vladimir Putin is doing what he's doing. Because he doesn't want the decadent Western influence to seep into his country. I don't blame him. Poland doesn't want that shit. Hungary doesn't want that shit. Latin America doesn't want that shit. And we're doing so through violent force. Through military action. I mean, they, they want to say that they're fighting for my freedoms. What freedom? I'm not free. Forced vaccinations. Didn't BRCC also do that weird catwalk ad? I'm so glad I never gave them money. They did. They were uh, parading around on a stage like drag queens, wearing female attire, uh, short shorts, and it was supposed to be funny. Sam Kinison is funny. Rodney Dangerfield is funny. May they rest in peace. But they're gone now. And, um, you know, I think some people who are trying to be funny can probably learn from the greats. Black Rifle Coffee Company is not in the business of being funny. They're in the business of being propagandistic douchebags and enforcing this, like, this conservative ideology. They, they want to uh, appeal more to the, uh, the, the anti-Trump Republican Wearing a uh, sweater vest. More so than to somebody like me. I don't drink coffee anyway, so... Uh, this wasn't really my fight. I only got into this because I love Kyle Rittenhouse. And I'm always going to defend him. I'm always going to defend my people. Even to my own detriment. And uh, it was really emotional uh, when everybody was watching uh, the, the live footage of him being found innocent across the board. I nearly fucking wept. Uh... I was also watching the Rakita stream. Those guys were going crazy, and it was a, it was a great time, man. I thought, you know, maybe there's going to be hope. Maybe there's hope uh, on the horizon, and uh, I'm not going to give up on it. And and I hope people who are in the military don't get the wrong impression. Again, uh, what they do is honorable. It's hard work, but I'm not going to drop to my knees and kiss your guys' asses. And I'm not going to forget how many members of the military who subscribe to this the Black Rifle Coffee Company uh, corporate trash. How, what they said and how they treated people like me and how they treated people like Kyle Rittenhouse and not even just him, but all the brave men and women who went out of the way to defend their community. I was not brave enough to do so. I stayed home. I stayed out of it. I threw my hands up and said, I don't care. Not Kyle. He's a good kid. He's a sweet kid. And, you know, I hope he stays that way because he's he's got a lot resting on his shoulders. And uh, I can't imagine how overwhelming it is, but... Uh, Man, he's 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 better than most people. Uh, he's stronger than most people in the military right now. I make no regrets for saying that. Let's go ahead and go to this third story, loosely related. All right. Facing dire recruiting realities. This is a common theme here on the channel. <laughs> Navy raises max enlistment, uh, enlistment age to 41. 
The Navy raised its maximum enlistment age to 41 on Friday for sailors joining the fleet. A nod to the current... Oh, well, get out of here. Get out of here, you. Uh, now on to the current recruiting struggles plaguing the entire U.S. military. Before last week's policy change, the age cutoff for enlisted sailors was four, uh, 39, with recruits needing to report to boot camp by their 40th birthday. Do we really need to go over most of this? I don't think so. But yeah, this is... Uh, Again, we're we're seeing what the military has been up to in recent years. It's promoting war. It's antagonizing other nations to get into war, and it's promoting globalism and trans rights and wokeism and all this other you know nonsense. Uh, that's one of the reasons why people don't want to join. It's a bullshit gig now. You're doing the bidding of evil people, and a lot of us who have a moral compass. Our moral compass are, are not interested in, in serving the globe, the internationalists, serving evil. Uh, I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. Um, and what else? And, and just something about um, you know, going overseas and harming people who didn't do anything to you just doesn't sit well with me. If I was in the military, and you know, we had to duke it out with the Russians, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick up a gun. I'd become a conscientious, a conscientious uh, objector. Goodness. What happens when you drink on the live stream? But you know what? It's a Saturday. I'm having a good time. And uh, yeah, so no, I, I would be willfully defiant of my orders uh, to harm people who didn't do anything against me. Same with the Middle East. Again, I got no love for Islam. I got no love for what, what goes on in the Middle East. But uh, those people don't deserve what happened to them for what? Two decades? Over two decades, those people have been brutalized and uh, you know by the, the U.S. military over false pretenses. And people want to talk about, like, these grave scandals of Trump. It's like, oh, he's, like, farting in people's faces. And, you know, he's, you know, wiping his ass with classified documents. But, uh, you know, the press and the Bush administration, you know, they deliberately lied to the country to get not just the U.S., but all these other NATO allies into this horrific war that has resulted in the deaths of millions of people within the last decade or two. And I think that's a grave scandal. Like, if I was president and I had the ability to do it, even if it was a slim chance, I'd be like, you know what, we need to get, you know, uh, we need to get the Bush family, we need to get the Cheneys, and try them for war crimes and throw them in prison forever uh, so we can, you know, heal the world, you know, so that we can start a healing process, uh, you know, start the for the forgiveness process. Um, yeah, no, I strongly feel, I, strong, I do feel strongly about that. I make no apologies for that. And, uh, I, and I tell people, it's like, yeah, Obama's a war criminal, Bush is a war criminal, the Cheneys are war criminals. And uh, my friend's like, you, mean, you really believe that? You'd still vote for Trump? Yeah, any day of the week. I voted for Trump twice, I'm going to do it a third time. And uh, yeah, and of course, the, the forced jabbing, got to be careful with my words, that has a lot to do with it. You know, who wants to join the military? Knowing that they're going to stick a needle in your ass, they're going to abuse you, they're going to lock you down. I don't want to name names, but I know somebody who just recently served. They just they did their they did their time. They served honorably. And they would not let people leave the barracks. They wouldn't let people leave their their station unless they were vaccinated. So people were denied vacations, people were denied the right to actually leave the base and do things unless they were vaccinated. Those stories are popular among the you know members of the military or people who who recently served, etc. And when someone who's 18, 20, or 17, or 16 years old, and they're thinking about a military career, you think they're going to sign up? That's why they're fucking desperate. 41. I bet this number will go up. Wouldn't surprise me. All right, guys. Uh, how are we doing? 40 minutes? Whew. Man, I could riff. 
All right. Our fourth story. Uh, I don't know how much I'm going to get into this. Uh, I personally have not gone through every single one of the Twitter files, but it pretty much, you know, everything that I've been saying uh, for the past two years about censorship, uh, all of it appears to be true. Uh, some highlights. Uh, you know, there were officials working for the DNC, working for the Biden campaign team, and there was even members of the FBI all involved in suppressing lawful speech, suppressing members of the press who posted unflattering things about Joe Brandon, about Joe Brandon's son, Hunter Biden. I mean, it was obvious to me, but now we got receipts. Elon Musk has stated like 40 minutes ago, maybe a little bit more, uh, just like an hour or two ago, that there's more coming. And it is bad. I mean, the high-ranking officials for those organizations met up with high-ranking officials at Twitter. And not just Twitter. This was going on with YouTube. This was going on with Facebook. It was going on with all the major tech companies. Uh, and this story kind of gives me hope because this puts something in perspective. All the major tech companies colluded together to suppress the lawful speech of its users who were anti-Biden, who were anti-Democrats. They, they, they censored the press. And then, of course, they did all that funny shit with the ballots. They locked people in their homes. And they barely won. They essentially nuked Trump from orbit, and they barely fucking won. I mean, the margins were like 10,000 in Arizona. It's like a few thousand in Georgia, a few thousand. In, I mean, Trump, President Trump had like a, like a six-digit lead against Joe Brandon. And what did they do? They had to produce those phony baloney ballots. They they had a they nuked their credibility. And even to this day, more than half of the population does not agree with the narrative of the 2020 election. Probably more than that. They got really, really desperate, man. They got really, really desperate. Now, you know, the midterms weren't that great for us. Uh, you know, there, there's been a handful of candidates that are just recently winning, Republicans recently winning. Uh, they're doing really interesting things. So uh, the elections are going to going to evolve in ways I don't even know. I don't even know how it's going to unfold, but it's, it is going to happen. But this gives me hope. Uh, this does give me hope. Matt Taibbi was leading the charge. He's a very, very talented journalist. He's one of the good guys. He, he reported honestly about the violent Black Lives Matter activists. Here we go. Uh, let's see. If, can we show this thread here? No. I'm on OBS browser. But yeah, it's... Um, this is pretty damn interesting. It's pretty damn interesting to have the the receipts finally. You know, we'll, we'll jump on Twitter later and we'll we'll look at this thread. We'll go through it quickly. Um, you know what? Let's go through that right now. All right. Where is my Matt Taibbi? Oh my god. Wake up, keyboard. Matt Taibbi. It's right here. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh my god. Hold on. Just go to Elon Musk. Because it'll be easier to find it. I'm too lazy to uh, 
Oh, man, I think I just saw it at the very last second. Here we go. Number one thread, the Twitter files. What you're about to read is the first installment in a series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. The Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms. It is a Frankenstein tale of a human-built mechanism grown out the uh, grown out the control of its designer. Twitter, in its conception, was a brilliant tool. Blah 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 blah. blah. All right, so here we go. We start getting into dates. By 2020, request uh, by 2020, requests from connected actors uh, to delete tweets from were routine. One executive would write to another. More to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back handled. Very interesting. Yeah, so uh, these are all the links to some of the things that they quote-unquote handle. Uh, celebrities and unknowns alike would be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. Both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and the Biden campaign were received and honored. However... The system wasn't balanced. It was based on contacts because Twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation. There were more channels, more ways to complain open to the left, well, Democrats, than the right. That is very, very interesting. All right. The result, the resulting slant in content moderation decisions is visible in the documents you're about to read. However, it's also the assessment of multiple current and former high-level executives. Okay, there was more throat clearing about the process, but screw it. Let's jump forward. The Twitter files part one and how and why Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden story. And it goes on like this. Uh, White House uh, spokeswoman uh, Kaylee McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about uh, the story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer um, Mike Hahn, who seethe at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. Uh, this led public uh, policy executive Caroline Strom to send out a polite what the F query. Several employees noted that there was tension between the comms policy teams who had little to less control over moderation and the safety and trusting. So this is this is insane. Um, the JJ, the lawyer, uh, she was largely responsible for this. I, I can't go over, over every little detail here. Uh, Tim Poole is talking about this, and he actually just recently asked to have his uh, his research team, his uh his on the his news team go over the documents, uh, but it basically states everything that I've been saying here on the channel that the you know the tech companies, the tech corpor uh, corpos have been colluding with the Democratic Party, the, the DNC, etc. And uh, yeah, this is what we got. This is what we got. They you know again they had to have the largest, most powerful inst communication institutions in human history collude with 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 just with with the, with the federal government. Behind Trump's back, and then of course you know you had the the unions and the activists doing their things with the ballots, and they barely won. They barely fucking won, and it harmed their credibility. Um, so it gives me faith. You know, maybe maybe something good will come of this. I don't know. Johnny Maga, he's a cool dude. Shout out Jared Majewski. He was a congressional candidate over in Ohio. He unfortunately lost. Um, what really hurt him was the fact that he was um, doing that stolen valor shit. Uh, he misrepresented himself. It was really—I'm I'm not saying he's stolen valor, but he misrepresented himself. The claims against him appear to have been substantiated. It hurt him really badly. He didn't recover, and Ohio went blood red in the midterms. You know, the obviously Republican governor um, 
you know, uh, J.D. Vance, populist figure, very pro-Trump, pro-MAGA, really, really smart guy. He ended up winning. Jared Majewski, he was just a lightning rod, and it was snuffed out because of a stupid fucking mistake. Uh, again, man, if you're going to be doing this, dude, there's no need to lie because you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. The Democrats have been lying this whole time, and they finally got caught. I mean, I'm sure evidence would have come forward anyways, but... Uh, now that uh, Elon Musk uh, owns the thing, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting all the answers. So we're almost done here. We're going to wrap this up soon because uh, I got things to do. All right, let's go to the fifth story. We're going to lighten things up, guys. All right, so <laughs> how many of you guys like The uh, the Last of Us? I love The Last of Us. It, it was a wonderful game, great story, some of the best voice acting I've ever seen in a video game, very emotionally overwhelming, which isn't a bad thing. It was a good thing. It, it was heartfelt. However, HBO is doing a series and cast Sarah, Joel's daughter. And this is who she is. This is the character on the left. That's the daughter. Uh, Y'all remember what the, the character actually looked like in the game? Now, look, I, sometimes race swapping doesn't matter. Does it really matter here? Not really. This character's not going to be on screen for that long. However, um, why? What is the point of this? I don't understand why they make these stupid decisions. I think it's stupid. It's bullshit. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Again, this is pandering. This is political pandering. They're trying to score woke points. There's literally no reason to do this when there was more than enough capable actresses, young, young female actresses, who could have fulfilled this role. And by the way, she looks too fucking old anyways. Um, I saw the trailer and I wasn't impressed. The trailer looks like shit. Pedro Pascal, first off, doesn't even look like Joel. Uh, his, performance was, his performance was boring, soulless, uninteresting. He, he sounded bored. He sounded, Pedro Pascal sounded bored. Um, when he's on screen, he doesn't register a pulse. That's how lifeless this shit was. And then uh, the character, oh my God, get out of my way, you. Let me see. What's this character's name? Eli, Ellie. Hold on, I'm going to I'm gonna read through this shit. Bah, 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 bah. Let's see. Damn, dude, I, I can't believe I, I enjoyed this so much. I'm like forgetting the name of this character. Well, anyways, this female character here. Uh, the, the character in real life, again, she just seems too goofy. To play this role. This character, the the daughter, I think Ellie or Eli, whatever. She was like funny, witty, and quick. And the the character in the show, the HBO trailer, she was like silly and you know, just like I'm expecting her to like jump around and fart all over the place because it just it's just so stupid. And again, maybe the actress, she's like a nice girl. Maybe she's 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 okay. But uh, in this role, no. I'm not interested in this. I'm gonna be boycotting this. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm just gonna assume it's gonna suck. Uh it just seemed boring. It seemed fucking boring and lifeless. You know what? They can call it Matthew Fox. I know he's not busy. What you know? Get Ben Affleck to play Joel. Get a uh, you know Matt Damon to play Joel. Get Gerard Butler to play Joel. Joel's a fucking old man. Get Gerard Butler to do it. Uh, but no, they they got Pedro Pascal to play Joel in in a very boring, lifeless performance in a in this uh, TV adaptation of a video game. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be okay, but uh, I'm going to assume it's going to suck ass. I don't know. You guys can roast me over the coals for that one, but um, they, just like, dude, the, the, the wokeness. Uh, 
the lifeless performances. I mean, the lifeless performances, that's enough for me to be like, yeah, I'm tapping out. They're going to be fucking lazy and do this shit. Um, you might as well just not watch it. And of course, a lot of people are going to go out of the way to watch this fucking show, knowing that it's going to suck. They're going to willingly play, pay for the HBO Plus, and they're going to give airtime to this piece of shit. Damn, dude. The more I drink, the more I cuss. All right. Uh, we are about to approach an hour. We got one more story, you guys. It'll be quick. All right. So, kind of related to what we've been talking about earlier. Musk says Twitter might have interfered in Brazil elections. <laughs> so on the left is the the Chad uh, Bolsonaro, who served his country honorably and is currently the president. And on the right is a criminal who is in league with the gangs. He's a filthy communist. And there was some shenanigans in the election. All right. So according to the New York, po uh, New York Post, uh, Twitter might have interfered in, in another uh, national election, Elon Musk said. The social media platform uh, personnel may have tried to swing the political tide in Brazil toward left-wing stalwart Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, who ousted the country's far-right leader, Jair Bolsonaro. Well, not yet. They just issued that article, whatever, Article 21 or some shit, and uh, the military is getting involved. So who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? I'm rooting for Bolsonaro to prevail and to save his country from the criminals and the communists. So, uh, you know, let's... let's, let's but prayer warriors, you know what to do. All right, so I've seen a lot of concerning tweets about the recent Brazil election. If those tweets are accurate, it's possible that Twitter personnel gave preference to left-wing candidates, Musk tweeted. Early Saturday, in response to a user who asked him to get to the bottom of any other national elections Twitter had inserted itself into. So Twitter is not just fucking with the U.S. election. They're doing some shady shit all throughout the world. Unbelievable. Within minutes, Musk also faced calls for disclosures about recent elections in Israel, India, and Canada. <sighs> Never ends. Never ends. All right, Mojo's Mojo states, Every adaptation these days sucks. You'll end up being proven right. I probably will. And again, I loved The Last of Us. I mean, The Last of Us 2 kind of sucked. You know, it went a little too woke for my taste. And even some of like the little the weird spinoff games, like it, it just seemed unnecessary. But the, the original game, it really was a work of art, and it was it was just so fantastic. You know the the, the voice actors they put a lot of uh, a lot of effort. They put a lot of love into the you know into the characters, and, and like the, the the characters were dynamic, and they were amazing. They were not annoying, and like it was the whole thing was coherent, and it was it was good. It was really really good. And now you know we have this this woke bullshit. Uh, let me see, was that like the the fifth story? Yeah, that was the fifth story. Yeah, so now we have all this woke nonsense, and it's like, like I, I, I wanted the show to be good, you know. Like I'm, I'm not trying to be like a hater, but I'm not. Look, if you have to watch it, if you really want to watch it, you can pirate it. You can pirate these these shows, uh, without giving money to any of these, um, you know, these stupid companies. Because I don't give money to HBO, I don't give money to Netflix or Amazon. None of those guys. Um, you know, if I want to go see Yellowstone, I'm gonna pirate it. If I want to go see, you know, The Boys, I'm gonna pirate it. And, uh, that, I mean, I don't really watch TV or, or watch shows, uh, anyways, uh, but every now and then, you know, it's like, yeah, something will come up and it's like, it'll pique my interest and, you know, I'll watch it cause I'll think it's, you know, it's interesting, but, uh, overall, yeah, man, the, the, these adaptations, you know, they, t they tend to be stupid. And, and again, it's like, they're always like impressing, uh, pressing upon the, the, this, this family dynamic that just doesn't really exist in the U S it's not as common as they pretend to be or pretend it to be. 
And it just seems it's obviously cheap, woke political bullshit. And I, and I really do hope that people punish HBO by rejecting this, which is what we're seeing with Amazon because that Lord of the Rings show came out and people were like, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to do this. I mean, dude, there was literally a scene in Lord of the Rings where like the human characters were like, the elves will not replace us. The elves will not replace us. And it was really funny. They're like, yo, somebody on Twitter was like, yo, there's literally a fucking MAGA rally in the Lord of the Rings. It's like, dude, do people really want to watch this? Like, are people really clamoring for this type of content? I, I don't believe so. I think uh, Amazon is taking a fat fucking L and they've already laid off like tens of, like, like, like over 10,000 employees. And, you know, they, they hemorrhage so much um, capital because they put a lot of it into the show. They thought the show was going to be a winner, but of course it was so woke. You know, there was references to the Civil War, the American Civil War in the 1800s. There was references to Trump's MAGA, um, you know, rallies. Or it wasn't even a MAGA rally. It was the, the fucking fed op of Charlottesville, which, again, Trump, he totally denounced that stuff. And, you know, but, you know the truth doesn't matter. The, you know, the fake news industry is going to do what it does best. It's going to lie about the people that we love. It's going to lie about reality. And it's going to push these phony baloney narratives and make us believe things that are not true, that are not so. Um, and, and, which is why I keep telling people, it's like we need to, if you want to be, if you want to really change things, you got to be about it, not just talk about it. So I don't give money to Netflix. I don't give money to Amazon. I don't give money to Walmart. I don't give money to any of these companies because I know they hate me. And I know a lot of people love their sports. And a lot of people love their athletes, but I call it cookball. I'm not going to be watching uh, the NFL. I'm not going to be watching. I'm not going to be watching any of these fucking sports. I'm not going to give money to any of those those athletes. I'm going to buy their merch. I'm not going to do any of that because I know you know they, they all those people. They're puppets. And they got masters, and they're going to serve their masters because you know those guys live really well. Those guys are millionaires, and um, they don't give a fuck. You know, they don't they don't care about Western civilization. They don't get they don't care about the continuity of uh, European heritage or, or the preservation of it. They want to they, they will willingly destroy it if it means they get to play another game or if they get another million dollar deal or they get another massive sponsor. They don't care, man. They'll sell us out. I mean, I, I just again, Chick Fil A is another great example. Remember what I said about the 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 Black Rifle Coffee Company article. You know, stop tethering your identity to these companies because they're going to fucking betray you. Chick-fil-A, for example, they um they had a you know the, the CEO or the owner of the company or whatever, he comes out, uh, I think it was during the the Black Lives Matter violent riots, the race riots, and he's like washing the feet of black people. But they're like, oh dude, he's based because he he shits on the rainbow people. Like, look, I'm I'm also gonna be honest with you. I got no problem with the rainbow people. I like Dave Rubin. Um, who's that tall guy? The, the tall fella. He's doing a lot of uh, really great outreach on um, on Twitter. Dude, I can't remember his name. It's because I'm drinking. But anyways, he's uh, Scott Pressler. Doing really, really great on the ground stuff. Trying to get Herschel Walker reelected. Not reelected. Trying to get Herschel Walker re uh, elected so we can depose Warnock. Um, you know, he's gay. But I don't care. But but a lot of people got to stick up their ass about it. And again, it's just like, I'm not about that stuff, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Balls Jr. I actually think the NFL uh, serves as an artificial replacement of community and patriots anyways. Or patriotism anyways. It probably does. I like that. I like that. That, that, that kind of makes sense to me. That kind of does make sense to me. I can I can see that. But yeah, man. Um, I mean, have you seen people 
like how animated and passionate they get about these games. Like I remember I was at this gym. I, I was at my gym and you know, I was on the treadmill or the stairmaster just doing my thing. And there was this guy in front of me and he's like, F this, what the F are you doing? Rah, rah, rah. He's like screaming. He was getting really, really loud and animated. Usually people get like kicked out of the gym or they get yelled at for that behavior, but he didn't. Uh, luckily there wasn't that many people around and he, um, he was watching the game. I was like, dude, what, why don't you do something useful with that passion? Create something meaningful, do something meaningful. Um, maybe he gets a pass cause he was at the gym, but it's like, dude, like, I'm just, I don't care about any of that shit. I really, really don't. I don't follow Dave Rubin ever since he artificially brought two kids into this world to be raised without mothers. I'm going to be honest, Mark. Uh, that was a really weird thing to, to witness. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that yet. Um, maybe he'll, they'll make good parents, dude. Uh, I used to really, really like when I was like a little goofball leftist, I, I used to watch the TYT before they went crazy. And, uh, and Dave Rubin always just seemed like a genuinely nice person. He just seemed like a good person. Um, I know what they did is insanely unnatural and I don't even know what to feel about it yet. And, to be honest, uh, he's become, or some people have reported that he's become somewhat insufferable. Same with Jordan Peterson. Like, dude, I love Jordan Peterson. I consumed all the Jordan Peterson content that I could prior to him ending up in the hospital. And now, at this very moment in time, in 2022, in December, uh, he currently works for the Daily Wire. And I can't stand the Daily Wire. I hate Ben Shapiro. I hate Matt Walsh. I hate Jeremy Bo All those people fucking suck. They're boring. They're conservatives to me. And now Jordan Peterson works for the Daily Wire. He works for Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is his boss. And he's been he's become insufferable. Uh, he's been getting roasted relentlessly because he makes these videos directed at Christians, directed at Muslims. And somebody made mention of the fact that he didn't make that type of video against another Abrahamic religion. You know what I'm talking about. Jordan Peterson decides to call that person a rap. And then, of course, he's, you know, basically, he sounds like like Ben Shapiro. Jordan Peterson might as well not even exist anymore, uh, which is really upsetting because 12 Rules for Life was one of my favorite books. It was a wonderful listen. I, I got the audio version of it, and Jordan Peterson narrated it, and it was very pleasant to listen to him. And I really do believe that he's a pleasant person, but... He's obviously being controlled and manipulated by the Daily Wire culture, which is very eerily similar to Black Raffle Coffee Company. And I am not about any of that. I don't I'm, I'm not about any of that. I'm not going to pretend to, you know, to like those people. I dislike them. I don't trust them. Um, and I give kudos to Matt Walsh because of the um, the book or the, the, the documentary he did. The, the What is a Woman movie. I thought it was an excellent movie, but I still do not like Matt Walsh. I still do not trust Matt Walsh. And uh I've been wanting to say something like this and perhaps I'll elaborate further at another time, but uh, I don't really like the, like, look, I, I got no, I don't defend the Transformers. I don't really have anything positive to say about the Transformers. And I know those individuals don't like guys like me, um, but relentlessly and continuously beating up on them is not a good look. And uh, even if like, you know, the, the, what is a woman movie was great. It, it really was a great movie. Uh, but but beyond that, Matt Walsh continues to go after this this specific community, and I don't think it advances anything in the long run. I don't think it's it's good in the long run. I don't think it's helpful to attack to continuously attack these people and try to own them. You know because you're owning the libs. Uh, one, you're setting yourself up to be seen as a bigot, 
and you will end up harming prospects, job prospects in the future. So that's a problem. Um, if you're in a certain part of the world, you might literally be committing a crime, which again, I understand the, the, the need to push back against it, but, uh, look, these people are going to deal with themselves in the long run. Um, one, there's not that many of them. So this hysteria about the spooky Nazis, the rights spooky Nazi or the transformers. If you get what, if you get my drift, there's just, they're just not important. I think we should just ignore them. And I see these videos of people like, you know, who are detransitioning and shit. I don't care. I don't care what they went through. I don't care if they're in pain. They made their choice, you know, and, and throughout their journey, their transformer journey, they attacked people like me. They wished harm on people like me. They cheered on bullshit elections. They're not like us. They're not one of us. They made changes and alterations to their body, and then they've come to regret it, and they expect us to, what, embrace them with our arms? No, thank you. And they're only doing that because this bullshit community, the, the, the rainbow LGBTQ whatever community, is bullshit. I don't really think it's real. It's more like a political movement than a community. And then they realize that it's soulless and empty, and they're not going to find a meaningful connection with another human. They're not going to find a genuine community. They're not going to find happiness. They're not going to find genuine people. So they come back to guys like us. No, thank you. You made your fucking choice. You did what you did. You got to live with the consequences. Maybe that's harsh. I don't know. But... I'm at a point where I've just run out of patience for those kinds of people. I've run out of patience with the conservatives. I've run out of patience with people in the military trying to point at someone like Kyle Rittenhouse and saying he's weak and he's full of shit and all this other stuff. Like, I'm fucking done with all those people. So when they get jabbed against their will or they get sent off to some bullshit country to go fight in some bullshit conflict and they get harmed and then they come back asking for sympathy, no fucking thank you. You had enough information at your disposal and you made the wrong fucking choice. And you shit on people like me, Rittenhouse, and maybe somebody like Matt Walsh. Sympathy was yesterday. Today, you're wasting my fucking time. <sighs> Don't waste your time. You know what you should be doing with your time? You should be focusing on your family. You should be trying to repair the relationships in your life. You should be doing right by God. Maybe you've done something bad, or maybe you wronged somebody in some way in your life. Why don't you try to make that right? Maybe you're not as smart as you should be. Maybe you're not as talented as you should be. Start building yourself up, making yourself better. I know what that's like to be useless and hopeless and, you know, like, I fucking hated my father. I hated my father. I thought I would never see him again. And now we have a pretty decent relationship. You know, I, I was... I, I didn't think I would go to college. And then I ended up going and it was a really positive experience. I know not for everybody in the university suck now, but it wasn't really like that when I went. And, uh, you know, like right now I'm, I'm in training to do commercial electric electrical maintenance and I'm upping my game. I'm moving from doing basic residential stuff, which admittedly is difficult for the average person, but I'm ready to grow as a person. And of course I'm a broadcaster and, you know, I've made mistakes and fumbles and stuff. And I, and I think I'm doing a lot better. And, you know, I want to grow the channel and I want to communicate with people and help people all around the world. And 
I, I want to move on and, and, and build myself up and, and help people. And, and maybe that's what people should be focused on, not hating the Transformers. Again, I get that they can be weird and annoying and all this other stuff, but like they're not all like that. They're not all bad people. Some of them are being tricked and being harmed. And, and, and they might not even be politically motivated. They're just being groomed. Some of them deserve love and patience, but maybe a lot of them don't. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. I just, you know, and then, of course, we talked about, you know, the, the Jay stuff earlier. And, and again, I told you guys my experience. It's like I don't have a bad negative experience. And, and I see genuine hatred really rising, uh, you know, uh, above all the, all, the, all the stuff that's been going on. And, it, man, it, it's, just, it's not good. It's not a good look. It, avoid, you know, just... Uh, Brother Sam Kennison, may he rest in peace. He said, uh, you know, it's like, you know, don't be hard. You know, make me sweet, Lord. You know, just pray pray for the Lord to make you sweet again. And, and you know, uh, you know, because being hard, this is not a way to live. It really isn't a way to live. So uh, we're going to end the uh, the stream there. We've been going for about an hour uh, through these uh, six fun stories. So uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend and then you, you guys enjoy yourselves. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to finish this wine and uh, I'm going to go watch a movie or something. All right, guys, take care. Peace out.